Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Now today we're going to be discussing a really cool topic. And it's called From Less Likely to Succeed to Prosperity. Okay? It's a little bit about my story. It's a little bit about your story. And we're going to talk about how to do it. Okay? Well, first, we've talked a lot about success on this show. Uh, There's many definitions of success. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about um, some of the definitions of success, such as wealth, good relationships, health, happiness, and for some, fame and fortune, okay? Success has been said to be a perception. And if I personally could just choose one word, I thought about this for quite a while, enjoying my coffee this morning. Right now I have an ice cold brew from Dunkin', which I enjoy. But this morning, drinking my hot coffee, I sat and just looked out the the big window I have in my office, and I thought about, what's one word, Greg, that you would give uh, to this podcast, to these viewers, that you think describes success? And I'm going to have to say it's accomplishment, because my entire life, as I tell a little bit about my story, less likely to succeed... Each accomplishment that I made that someone either told me I couldn't do or for some reason I thought I couldn't do was success. So every time I accomplished it, it was success to me. Uh, I celebrated for a very short time. It was success. So I realized that there are two separate definitions for success and accomplishments, but when I accomplish something, it's success to me. That's my personal definition. It's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel and the promise of the future. Because the more accomplishments I succeed at, the closer I get to the goal of my future. And I do have goals for my future, and you should too. You should have goals for tomorrow You should have goals for the rest of this year, and then you should have goals for the next three years and and maybe even five years out. I mean, some go as far as 10, not as often as we used to because we live in a microwave society and we've shortened that down a little bit, but you got to have goals and your accomplishments should be seen as successes. Success is the reward you get when you grind it out, when you work hard you work smart, and you dedicate yourself to hitting that goal. You dedicate your life to hitting that goal. You work hard. You grind it out. Now, this is interesting. According to the Berkeley Wellbeing Institute, they said uh, to consider these five parts um, that make up success necessary for us to feel successful. So I really got into this, folks. 
the first one is emotional success. That's whether you feel good or not. You know, so I can tell you when I was less likely to succeed, I didn't feel good about everything I did. I, you know, I, di I didn't feel like I accomplished much. And then you've got social success. Well, when I was in the less likely to succeed mode, I didn't really feel connected. I didn't have a lot of good connections. I hung around some of the wrong people. And then you've got occupational success. Well, when I was less likely to succeed, I wasn't in the job or the position um, or in business yet, so I did not feel fulfilled by my work. And then there's financial success. Well, I can tell you, when I was in the less likely to succeed mode, I didn't have much money at all. I was in debt. I put a lot of debt on credit cards. I was miserable. So no, I did not have financial success. But but there is a but, and we're going to get to that. But there's also one more, rather, uh, community success. And again, when I was in that LLTS, less likely to succeed mode, um, the well-being of my friends and family and the larger community really didn't exist. It didn't exist. I was just getting by, barely getting by. I wasn't happy. Uh, so I didn't have any of those five. I sucked in those five, okay? Very, very, very low. Um, had a bad attitude, but I had uh, low self-esteem. Um, I knew I could eventually do something, but I, but I didn't have that going for me yet. Now, success does not come from playing it safe. Success does not come from remaining in your comfort zone. You've got to get out. You've got to risk a little bit. Well, sometimes a lot, but you definitely got to get out of that comfort zone. It's not comfortable uh, when you're um, grinding it out and you're making things happen. It's hard. It's not for everyone. John D. Rockefeller uh, said, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Some of the stuff I did back then when I was in the LLTS mode was good, but it definitely wasn't great. It was far from great. It was temporarily good, if you know what I mean. Okay, so let's, let's talk more about the less likely to succeed mode. And let's go back to when Greg was in high school. I hated school. I found school extremely boring, but mainly because I had such a bad attitude then. My family had moved um, a couple different times. Uh, let's see, three times from the time I was in uh, seventh grade through 10th grade, we moved three times, three different high schools. Junior high, well, back then it was junior high, and then I moved two different high schools. Now, I know, I know people in the military do that all the time, um, but we didn't have to. Um, uh, that's a whole nother story. So anyway, that's what happened, and I hated school. 
and I had a bad attitude about it. I didn't pay attention. I didn't read. I hated reading uh, because I didn't read good. And, and uh, I didn't listen. I didn't have good communication skills. My vocabulary sucked because I didn't pay attention in school. So my senior year, I uh, was actually in a work program, um, which was kind of known for the, it was actually known for like slow learners. And it was quite the opposite. There was some very smart people in my class that worked hard. Some were already married and had kids and they were in a work program just to finish their, to get their high school diploma, but they worked full time. But I was in a work program uh, because I enjoyed working. I always worked a lot since I had a paper route and a vegetable route. And, you know, I started working uh, a, a, almost a full-time job at the age of 15. But uh, mostly I got in that work program. It was called OWE. It was called the Ohio Work Education Program, OWE. Um, I took it so I could get out of school early. So I was out of school by 11 o'clock. And I was at my first job at noon, and I'd work till 3. And then my second job, I worked from 4 to 9. And that's what I did every day. Uh, so anyway, you know, I enjoyed working more than I went enjoyed going to school. Um, I was less likely to succeed, though, because of my attitude. Uh, lack of reading, lack of studying, lack of good vocabulary. So from the outside... My classmates, my teachers, my guidance counselor looked at me as a failure, less likely to succeed. If they, if they gave out that award, I'm sure I would have been in the top five for it at my school. Um, my teacher, uh, Mr. Stan, in the OWE program, even gave me a book once and said, you need to read this. And it was how to win friends and influence people. I mean, that's how bad I was. Uh, so, you know, later, later in life, um, because I had such a poor attitude, but later in life, I reread it several times, and then I taught it to other people and helped them improve their attitude and helped them improve their success. By the way, there is something about helping other people that's in that lineup for me of, of feeling accomplished and feeling successful. When I can help somebody go further than they could on their own, there's something about that for me that is, is success. It equates to success to me when I help others. Okay, so why and how do, do people go from the... L-L-T-S to prosperity. The less likely to succeed to prosperity. How and why? And I'm sure there's multiple reasons for different people on how they did it. But for me, this is my testimony as far as when I became a Christian, God changed me. And that's fact. And my wife, my wife is my witness in that area, because when we were dating, I was just playing going to church. 
But when I got serious and I became a Christian and I accepted Christ as my Savior and started living for Him, my whole life changed. I, I quit smoking. I quit a lot of bad habits, but I quit smoking. I quit drinking. Top two. And I, I picked up more positive habits. Um, and this was in my mid-20s, by the way. But I no longer had a desire for those things. It, God really took them away from me. I mean, I remember going in, I remember fighting it and going into a bar, my bar that I went to, and I ordered my beer, and it definitely wasn't Bud Light, uh, but I ordered my beer, and um, I took two sips out of it, and it did not taste the same to me at all. I left it on the bar, and I walked out, and I never returned. That was the last beer I ever tasted, and then that's been 35 years ago, and I have no desire. To, to drink a beer anymore. I have no desire at all. So God really took that away from me. I wish he would have taken all my bad habits and all my negative thinking and every other um, temptation away from me, but he definitely took some away from me, and thank God he did. I did take on a new hunger, a new habit of reading. I couldn't get enough reading. And like I said, I hated reading. And I couldn't get enough of improving my vocabulary. I bought, uh, at the time, I bought cassette tapes on how to improve your vocabulary and memorizing words and what they meant and all that types of stuff. I also, um, as you know, I also attended HVAC trade school. I ended up doing that. And in that class, working in the class, I knew one day I was going to have my own business. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, but it was very clear to me that being an entrepreneur was going to be me and I was going to do it. And But like I said, didn't, didn't have it all laid out yet. I, I read m- multiple uh, small business books, how to, how to run a small business, how to open a small business, um, what's needed, you know, what's required, all those types of things. Leadership books, how to improve... Uh, my vocabulary, how to improve communication. And I started hanging around more successful people than I had in my past. So I started hanging around successful people, people who were smarter than me. I say that often. And of course, I met my wife, Naomi, who was a higher class. She was a Christian. She grew up a Christian. She accepted Christ when she was much younger. And she helped me tremendously see things differently. And so get this. We talked about the five, the kind of the five layers of success, the, the emotional, social, occupational, financial, and community. So get this. My emotional success started improving. I felt better about myself. My social success increased by feeling connected with people more successful than me and more smarter than me. And I started learning more. So emotionally and socially, boom. And then after getting into HVAC, um, my occupational success improved because 
now I was on track um, to hit my goals, to start my own business one day. I, I knew I had to have some experience to be able to start my own business. I didn't want to just go out and start my own business without working for a few companies that did heating and air conditioning. And I always tell people, I learned more what not to do than I actually learned how to do. It's not a bad thing, just was a thing. And then my financial success ended up skyrocketing because of working hard and working smart and being creative, but also reading books like I've shared here in the past, Business by the Book by Larry Burkett, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, and The Millionaire Next Door and The Millionaire Mind, um, I think it was Thomas Stanley. I, I, I didn't look at that, but I, I, I think it was. But those books, I, I was a sponge. I've read those books multiple times and I couldn't get enough of that. I wanted to understand that better and how to do it better and be that person. And then I actually owned my business and it took a few years, and I say few years, it took 10 to 15 years, okay? Those are my few years. We've talked about in the, uh, this a lot in here about how fast can you grow a company? I never knew it was a race, but today it's a race and everybody wants to grow fast. But I was, a, I was the tortoise and we grew slow. It was even depressing at times where other companies would come in and it would appear they were growing faster than me. But guess what? They're no longer here. They haven't been here in years. We're still here. We're number one in our market, in our territory, and we're still growing and climbing and all those good things. It That slow growth for me paid off well. And... My, of course, my financial success continued to grow. I realized I could make more money than I've ever made in my life. And um, for never going to college, being um, a, a very, very low grade point average out of high school, never going to college, being in the Marine Corps, going to trade school, um, the income level is is in in a, in a single digit percentage above many highly educated people and many medically high professional people okay uh, blessed i don't take any of the credit other than working hard doing what i was supposed to do but god bless me and i am thankful and uh, which we're going to talk about here in a minute so um, my community success improved from supporting and helping out my community. As soon as I opened my business, we started sponsoring little league teams and all kinds of kids events and all kinds of games. And it just grew, 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 grew. And, and today we, we have sponsored thousands of stuff from little league to cheerleading, to, uh, motocross, to race car, uh, all kinds of stuff for kids. Um, and educationally, we have sponsored a lot of stuff for kids. And, you know, I've been a judge at schools for different events and entrepreneurial stuff, which I love. So those five things 
increased the more um, I succeeded and the more I accomplished. Is that fair? So I'll wrap it up here by saying um, that I am successful today for many reasons that I mentioned, um, but I do want to give God all the credit. Uh, he, like I said, when when I accepted him in my heart, in my life, he changed me completely. And uh, um, all the stuff that I talked about earlier, he, uh, he put me in the right places with the right people many times. And uh, I got to hear some really good um, preachers, some really good evangelists, and some really good uh, business people who were Christians that shared their testimony and how they achieved success um, from the time they became a Christian. So I've got to hear a lot of good stuff, probably more than most. And I'm very thankful. I'm, I'm thankful to God um, and to all the others that he put in my path to help me uh, be who I am today. And uh, speaking, speaking of thankfulness, there's just not enough of it today. That's my opinion, but there's just not enough gratitude today, and it gets to me at times. However, someone always comes through and proves me wrong. This happens to be from an employee who was with us almost three years, and uh, we trained him from scratch, and... He came to us a few months ago and he said, I have an opportunity to go work uh, HVAC maintenance in a college and they will pay for all my tuition and they will pay for all my children's tuition. And, uh, you know, who can argue that? So on his way out in his exit meeting, um, he handed me this letter because I stopped by to tell him thank you for Take, taking the high road, he put in a four or five week notice and took the high road all the way to the end. And here's what he said. Dear Greg, my great grandma told me that gratitude should always be your attitude. Growing up during the Great Depression, her ability to be thankful and find joy in all circumstances impacted me. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for being bold with your faith. Thank you for being a Christ-centered businessman in today's broken world. Thank you for providing job security when many places closed down or laid off workers during COVID. Thank you for providing training both in hard skills and soft skills. Thank you for keeping excellence the standard way of doing things at McAfee. Thank you for your integrity. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for your honesty, even when it hurt. Thank you for being fair. Thank you for taking a chance on me. And and I didn't even know what a heat pump was before I started here. Without you and the McAfee team, I wouldn't have the confidence to pursue my dreams. I will forever be thankful for the time I spent here and will look back at this chapter in my life with gratitude. I wish nothing but the best for you and the company as you continue to lead the HVA industry in Dayton. God bless. And he signed his name. 
And that was a wow. First time I read it, uh, it was, I actually got emotional reading it, as you can imagine. Very few people take the high road. Very few people return and say thank you for all you've done. Uh, very few people care enough, um, but they care enough about themselves only, and it's very obvious. So just want to read that to you. If it inspires you like it inspired me, it's definitely worth it. So um, all I can say is uh, I am thankful um, if I wouldn't have been such a less likely to succeed kind of guy, I wouldn't appreciate uh, my success as much as I do today. Nothing was handed to me. Nothing was given to me. Um, I worked for everything I had. And uh, my wife and I, you can go back 33 years and nobody even put $100 in our bank account and said, go get them. <laughs> You know, besides a thousand or a million, like some people have been given. So um, I'm thankful. And uh, I hope this helps you because uh, many of you are on the less likely to succeed side of things. And um, I'm here to challenge you and make you better if I can. And uh, so we, before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week with some more challenging business updates and information. And thanks for listening. As always, carry on. Have a great day and God bless.